This talk is offered by Ordinary Minds Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Andrew is an Australian Dharma heir of Barry Majid and is dedicated to extending Barry's vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. I'm going to start by reading a poem by a Zen master called Tori Zenji, <coughs> who was the Dharma successor to Hakuin, who's more famous than Tori Zenji, but Tori Zenji wrote a very uh, highly respected manual on Zen practice, which is still studied today. And this particular poem, which is recited in, in many Zen centers on a daily basis. So this is called um, Bodhisattva's Vow. <coughs> when I, a student of the way, look at the real form of the universe, all is the never-failing manifestation of the mysterious truth of the awakened life. In any event, in any moment, and in any place, none can be other than the marvellous revelation of its glorious light. This realization made our ancestors and teachers extend tender care with respectful hearts even to such beings as birds and beasts. This realization teaches us that our daily food, drink, clothes, and protections of life are the warm flesh and blood, the merciful incarnation of the awakened life. Who can be ungrateful or not respectful, even to senseless things? not to speak of humans. Even though he may be a fool, be warm and compassionate toward him. If by any chance she should turn against us, become a sworn enemy and abuse and persecute us, we should sincerely bow down with humble language in the reverent understanding that she is the merciful manifestation of the awakened life which uses devices to emancipate us from blind tendencies produced and accumulated upon ourselves by our own egoistic delusion and attachment through countless cycles of space and time. Then on each moment's flash of our thought there will grow a lotus flower and on each lotus flower will be revealed perfection unceasingly manifest as our life, just as it is right here and right now. May we extend this mind to all beings so that we and the world together may attain maturity in the wisdom of the awakened life.
So I'll just share some words <coughs> about this poem. The Bodhisattva Vow uh, is one of the chants that is uh, chanted in, in Zen, and we sometimes chant it here, not as regularly as the Four Practice Principles. But basically, in, in Mahayana Buddhism, the, uh, the vow of the Bodhisattva is to awaken with all beings, This commitment or vow is taken on the basis of the realization of the imperfection and interdependence and the perfection. That's it. It's taken on the basis of the impermanence, interdependence and perfection <coughs> of all life. with a key emphasis on interdependence. From this deep realization or awakening to impermanence, interdependence, and the perfection of life just as it is, arises deep compassion. And gratitude. The realization that life and we are perfect just as we are is something that <coughs> is not necessarily something we experience all the time. When we sit in Zazen, uh, we don't sit to become Buddhas, we sit because we are already Buddha. Mm. But as soon as we sit, there is a resistance that often arises, <coughs> because this doesn't feel like Buddha, whatever Buddha is supposed to feel like in our minds, whatever expectations or concepts and beliefs we may have about what Buddha is supposed to feel like, what it's meant to feel like to be awakened. This often doesn't feel like it. <clears throat> so, in our zazen practice, we just sit with that resistance and sit with the deep embodied physical correlates of that resistance especially the tensions and the contractions in the, in the body. And we keep returning over and over again to the direct experience of just this moment. And notice how we resist or want to uh, move away from just this moment. How the mind cannot really tolerate being just this moment 
mind as in the thinking mind. Wants to either remember times that were more pleasurable or alternatively get involved with worrying about times which were not so pleasant. Another practice which this poem points us towards, it's not a practice which is specifically taught in classical Zen, but there are many contemporary teachers that teach this, and that's the practice of gratitude. Gratitude is a practice. Um, you can practice during a formal sitting period, or just very informally. People do it in many different ways. It could be simply on waking, bring to mind something which one feels gratitude towards, or one could share that with a partner, or one could keep a journal of gratitude. And practicing this on a daily basis can bring about subtle transformative effects. I think gratitude is a practice, um, especially when arising from the deep understanding or realization of our interdependency is perfectly in harmony with Zen practice. Remember, there is no fixed, separate, existing thing called a self or anything else. Everything arises co-dependently. So gratitude towards the basic necessities of life that we're so fortunate to receive. And I guess gratitude is that sense of appreciation of receiving, receiving the gifts that life brings us, that other people bring us, the, the labors of countless human beings, the bodies of other animals, the trees that produce paper and buildings, and of course the sun without which none of this would be possible, and water. that we can turn on a tap and drink plenty of nourishing food, warm clothes or light clothes.
this practice of gratitude is one of as soon as we practice it in the moment we're opening I talk a lot about how Zazen and Zen practice is sometimes going against the tide, going against the pull towards the kind of old brain wiring of the survival of just me and looking after just me, protecting just me. In gratitude we're opening ourselves to appreciating the gifts that others and all beings bring to us and we're acknowledging our dependency on each other and other beings so when we practice gratitude our heart is opening and inclusive as compared to when we're caught in, in complaints of this is never good enough or too many mosquitoes temperatures too hot temperatures too cold my partner's not perfect enough is quite nice but it's too hot whatever so many ways in which we can get caught up in that attitude of lack of appreciation or non-acceptance so gratitude fits with the whole spirit of Zen which is one of appreciation of this life and appreciation of this moment Every moment can be seen as a gift. The blue sky, the clouds, the sunlight shimmering on the trees, the natural music of the birds. <coughs> and even unpleasant things we can that we experience as being unpleasant, we can be, we can transform our experience of them by practicing gratitude. So, I often hear complaints about suburban life, for example, and I too often feel irritated when there are noisy neighbours or noisy work workers. People mowing their grass at eight, seven o'clock in the morning. These are opportunities to practice patience and tolerance and remind ourselves of the gratitude for the gift of what the day is bringing.
even a partner, as this poem refers to, it refers to some really hard, one of the hardest things is to maintain a sense of gratitude when someone is angry at us. How we respond to <coughs> anger. And this poem gives us a kind of way of working or practicing with anger when that anger is being expressed by someone else towards us. I'm not saying that I'm able to do this all the time. We're human beings and angers are very difficult. When people speak to us in derogatory ways, it's very hard not to get caught in the resentment, how dare you kind of reaction that naturally arises. And sometimes, indeed, we have to take a stand and not tolerate being uh, spoken to abusively. But at other times, we can step back and see that other person whose anger is just a manifestation of ourselves and of ourselves when we're angry. <coughs> try to maintain some awareness of what is it that's driving that person's anger? What is it they feeling they need to protect? Or what is it they're afraid of? What is the viewpoint they're coming from? Even if we see there's a misunderstanding, we can still understand the viewpoint. And at the same time, it awakens us. It gives us the opportunity to see how we fall back into a default position of identification with a solid kind of self in here that's been insulted or offended and that reaction of the anger which rises up and responds. kind of emotion which makes us realize that we exist, that we're someone, that we're separate in some way. And so to have that attitude of bowing down to life as the great teacher and even things which are unpleasant we can experience some gratitude for. towards our body feel gratitude towards our friends our partners our parents 
parents, our ancestors. trees, flowers, all the beings, all the birds and the beasts. That enable us to be alive in this human body. What a rare experience that is to be born as a human body. <coughs> with the capacity to reflect on life. To see the interdependence that no man or woman is an island unto themselves. fear that disconnects and gratitude connects deeply. Fortunately, gratitude doesn't seem to be something that it does at times naturally arise. You probably all of you have probably experienced a spontaneous flowing of gratitude at certain moments in your life. Maybe some of you are fortunate and experience it on a daily basis. But as uh, Donald Trump recently observed, there are not many votes in gratitude, more votes in fear, which is a very sad indictment of the human race. So that's why it's important to take up gratitude as a practice. And it sows the, sows the ground for the spontaneous arising of gratitude on a regular basis. And we just stopped in our track suddenly and just had the wonder of this world. It's the wonder of being alive. It's the joy of being able to live in this little town. To walk down the street and feel safe. To see friendly faces. To take joy in community. To feel acknowledged and accepted. So much gratitude that we can create this sense of a tolerant, accepting, diverse community. So, I encourage you all to take up some kind of gratitude practice. Um, Sometimes it's nice to take up a practice for a period of time. It could be, say, for example, for a week. 
um, where one just devotes, uh, remembers to practice gratitude for that particular week. And um, I'm sure some of you already do that.